are worlds between our own, and from these worlds there are written histories, both ancient and modern. To read of these testaments, scrawled in hidden places and on other things, you must fix your eyes uncomfortably within you, and if successful, your gaze will unlock the door behind raw imagination and meet the manuscript of innumerable folios known as the Dark Darkness. Hello, I'm Sharkchild, and this is The Dark Verse, testament scrawled in hidden places and on nether things with the sole purpose of sharing with you a unique world of horror and fantasy that will follow you to the visions of your sleep. If you didn't already know, The Dark Verse Volume 2 hardcover book is out and ready for you to purchase. If you want it, just go to thedarkverse.com. You will find it there. You can also purchase it in electronic form as an ebook. You can get it on Amazon as a Kindle version, or you can get it on barnesandnoble.com, bn.com, as a Nook version. And I also have them submitted with iTunes right now to be on uh, the iBook store. Uh, they just haven't been approved yet, but they should be up there anytime. It's just a matter of waiting until they are approved. So there you go. My books are now out there in multiple formats, and hopefully one of those formats will suit your needs. And with that, this is The Dark Verse, episode 84, and it is entitled Rainsaw. My son looked so innocent and full of happiness. His wavy, golden-brown hair bounced softly while he hunted the red ball that continually evaded his uncoordinated efforts of collection. And the slightly oversized brown suede jacket encasing his figure only did him harm on his quest. Every time he missed a grasp on the ball with his clumsy hands, he laughed and continued his chase. Through this child's joy, I knew no greater joy of my own. His happiness and well-being meant everything to me. That enigma by name of selflessness that had been so foreign to me came crashing through my eyes, shattering them and renewing them upon his birth. I finally had a purpose I could hold on to and nurture. I watched my son in the backyard through one of the windows in my office on the second floor of our house and pondered upon a timeline of endless contentment. Life and happiness are so simple, I thought to myself, what more do I need? The rain then began. Its drops fell with as much beauty and grace as any other rain had ever beheld. But only moments after its first ascension were the enchantment of my admiration and crystalline philosophies annihilated. My son turned towards the house and began to cry. Not whimpers of longing or confusion, but shrieks of inexplicable pain. 
I saw upon his face a horror that no father deserves to bear witness to. It was a disfigurement of faith, a vision of God-killing power. After but seconds, he crumpled to the grass covered in gut-wrenching, growing blotches of blood. I ran with the fury of a death-sentence escapee through the house and down the stairs. The sliding glass door was already open as I came upon it, and beyond its exodus I saw that my wife was already outside. Not even yet to our son, she lay in a pool of her own expanding blood beneath the rain that opened more and more wounds upon an already butchered corpse. I knew that my own death was imminent as I sprinted towards the rain with the instinct of father and husband overturning logic. Just as I was feet from the opening of the doorway, the house collapsed upon me, trapping me beneath debris. I beseeched death as the pieces of my residence consumed me and barred me from the freedom that would have set my soul free from the already engulfing rage and sorrow gyrating within my temples. But death did not greet me. There were other plans for me. As I lay in my encasement, I could hear the dreadful sawing of the falling rain and when my ears honed in on its sickening sound, needle-like drops began to slice through me without heed to such impediments as flesh and bone. Death again had its chance with me, but the rain stopped before my body could act as its full instrument of percussion, leaving its afflictions to only a few holes on my legs. An eerie calm then enveloped the cryptic air, by twisted fate, I could see through gaps of the remnants enclosing me to the yard where my family lay slain. And as if their corpses were not enough to poke at sanity, more evil stirred. Both the body of my wife and son rose about three feet from the ground and began to vibrate. The vibrating then turned into shimmering as flesh broke apart and joined with air, and the shimmering then blended into black haze. From within each pocket of dark obscurity came forth a creature of warrior-like ensemble. Once fully into the new realm, the portals of their travel closed and vanished as with the remains of my wife and son. Each creature was fleshed in dark red and had claws, eyes, teeth, and tongues of black. They each stood a height of about four feet, with black armor draping their bodies in humanoid appendages. Their heads were slender and smooth, and the tops of them curled and bloomed upward as if they were billows of smoke from a thing aflame. The rubble I was within then shook, and from something within it extended a ramp down to the ground by the two newly arrived minions. Immediately, the two red intruders scampered up the ramp and into the unknown apparatus that had crushed my house and left me alive. I could then hear invigorated activity. The two intruders had begun working on the surface of the object. Fearing not death and disregarding pain in all other worldly ailments at this time of my loved one's murderer's appearances, I fought against the wreckage around me and erupted within it. I grabbed a long, broken two-by-four of wood and made my way up the ramp to the domain of the two intruders. 
I walked up behind the first red intruder and bashed its head with the wood. It fell over and gave me time to greet one versus one, the second of the two fiends. This one came at me with the black sword. Although it surely had training to use its weapon, it had not the hate driving its will. Narrowly dodging a plunge of the sword through my heart as it entered my side instead, I grappled the bean and pummeled its face with my fists while its sword still rested inside me. Once it had been neutralized, I found myself another piece of the wreckage, a rod of steel, and continued what I had begun until it was a pulverized heap of pulp. The smoking cusp of its head ceased, revealing a cavity that showcased the upper backside of its now milky brain. The other red intruder had just started to stir from its head wound. Continuing where I left off from my first kill, I carried out a second in the same fashion. Only after the two red intruders had been slain did the pain of my wounds reel me. I sank to one knee, and my vision swayed and pulsated. I observed that which I resided upon. I stood on a large, blockish relic of foreign, bronze-like metal. It had walkways and grooves to traverse upon, but its purpose was a mystery. The two creatures had been chiseling markings or runes into the surface of the relic, perhaps in an effort to give it some form of function, and the ramp that had extended from it alerted the presence of some technological or self-acting force within it. I then looked out upon my surroundings and observed invasion in every direction. All of the neighboring houses were also crushed by similar relics resting upon them, and with them I knew the red intruders also were, sprung forth from the remains of the rain-saw's nefarious bloodshed. Above all else, thoughts of my wife and son swirled within and down, sucking away the sentimentality I had left, leaving only a cold ghost seeking revenge. The rain then began again. I darted beneath an overhang atop the relic and found its elements to be resistant to the piercing attributes of the drops, but only after several of the drops had made their way through my entire body. Within the alcove of safety, I fell to the floor of the relic, knowing the drops had skewed my innards and started the fuse of my demise. Blood began to drip from different openings upon my body, including the bottom of my feet. As I lay there while my blood abandoned me, I watched the rain. I watched it patter upon the surface of the relic and curl upwards before vanishing without a trace. I watched it shred apart the fallen intruders, leaving me a final pleasure. The amount of rain that had fallen through me was enough to leave within me the seeds of portal transformation. Before I was dead, and after the rain had stopped for the second time, I felt my body begin to shake and lift off the floor. As my body trembled, I fought against it in mind but there was nothing I could do to break its course. My body then left its physical form and entered its shimmering state, although I still felt myself within presence. This feeling remained as well when the hazy residue of my next phase welcomed me. The red intruder awaiting my purpose then began its journey through me. 
Even as it did, I still contained a sense of existence. With that strange conception, I latched upon the trespasser with all of my might. The intruder had to fight with more effort than was expected to continue its interdimensional crossing. It eventually did arrive upon the other side, but I had wrapped myself around it and fused with it, joining my existence to its own. Still alive, I was joined with the body and mind of this red intruder. Without a self or mind to call my own, I was left without control or will. Only sight remained. Not emotion, not revenge, not memories. As a part of this creature, I watched it complete the runes upon the relic and initiate its purpose. I watched pulses of holographic matter emanate from the relic into the sky at a consistent and rapid interval. I watched the intruder join others like it and activate more relics across the world. I watched the planet begin to vibrate, then shimmer, then become black haze. I watched a creature the size of the planet erupt from a hidden universe. I watched the red intruders travel to another world through their rain saw and repeat the apocalyptic conquering. I watched them do it again and again and again. That concludes episode 84 of The Dark Verse. If you want to download or listen to all of the past episodes, you can do so at thedarkverse.com or you can find them on iTunes. If you want to get the Dark Verse Volume 1 book or the Dark Verse Volume 2 book, you can also get those at thedarkverse.com. Just click the shop link uh, and you can also find them in, on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, and soon uh, in iTunes. And that's that. All stories on The Dark Verse are the sole property of Shark Child and cannot be used for distribution, publication, or monetary gain without my written consent. Sleep deeply and remember to love.